Hello, this is Faith and Create, a podcast about makers and their faith. We are going to touch base with Priscilla again from Cardwell and Inc. We heard from her earlier this year and we're going to catch up. We're going to chat about the challenges of time management. Finding a tribe and working with like-minded people is great, um, but we do tackle avoiding the competitive spiral we can sometimes go down and Priscilla shares some tips on how to confront this. Also, tools we create with can be expensive and we look back on Priscilla's creative journey and see how God's provided for her. So get comfy and enjoy listening along with us. I don't want to repeat everything we said back in April, so I'll just kind of, I think we talked about Cardwell and Inc, like the story behind yep. it. In your, you know, design studio, you have a Newcastle. But also yes. we talked about your surface patterns that you started creating for fabric and fashion and you were selling it back in April. I know that you were selling it on Redbubble and Etsy. Yeah. And then you were juggling mummering and fam bam. <laughs> and I love hearing all that real stuff. And, and also you're, you're a teacher, so you're juggling that and teaching's been great. But you also just love creating and you... You're like hungry, am I right? You're hungry for more create time, creative time. Yeah. Um, and that's been something that's been going on for a few years, really, hasn't it? It has. That, that desire. It really, really has. And you've been praying and thinking about it for some time, not sure. Oh, and whether... there have been some breakthroughs in that that I will chat to you Yes, about. and so <laughs> that's why I'm giving the background a little bit. Yeah, you've been not sure whether you'd have to go back to full-time teaching, but, yeah, that desire. Yeah. So... Where do we begin? So, so what's been happening since I chatted with you back in April? Now we're July. So what um, some of the challenges and what are some of the wins you've had since then? Well, in terms of the challenges, I feel like um, it's been about balance um, for me. So just trying to find that balance between all the different spheres that I'm in as mum, as teacher, as artist, as, you know, designer and trying to balance it. But I think it sort of came down to two things. And the first was like really realizing that I needed to take one day at a time and really planning out my day and making like a list of priorities. And I'm not a natural organizer. But yeah. I have started making lists and I got a little bullet journal to make my lists um, to sort of go, okay, this is the amount of time I have today and what can I do in that time and what's important for me to complete and where can I sort of find those moments? And that helps a lot. Um, in motherhood, I think I try to do a lot of my creative things in the evenings after my girls are asleep. So that means having to put in um, like strict bedtime. So like the little ones, um, four going on five. And so she goes to bed at 7.30. My older daughter goes to bed at eight and sort of being really firm with that because it means that I'll get an hour or so each evening to sort of carve out time, yeah. um, you know, bounce ideas off my husband because he's also in graphic design, you know, learn a skill or you know, pump out a pattern or do a color palette or something. And it just means that each day I'm sort of making some sort of progress. Yeah. I totally relate to that. I've been doing the same with my kids, even though they're getting a bit older, I've noticed yeah. that they can still go to their, their rooms because that's their space. And 
and they can yes. think clearly as well they can have some quiet time to themselves because we all yes. kind of need it don't we and to um just you know create so they can do their own creative things like um, my daughter loves to uh, creative writing but she won't do it when she's got everyone around her but if I go all right it's time for you to go to your rooms everyone needs their own space now <laughs> yeah and, and um, it's so important and everyone can have their own little creative time and they actually really like it once they get there um it's just a hard yes. part getting them there isn't it <laughs> and what but is... I think it's also it's also like a like making a plan like I think if you that whole um phrase about if you but plan you'll plan to fail if you fail to plan um and it really is like time can so get away from you and you've got to sort of make a plan have a goal that you're heading towards because otherwise it's just easy to sort of waste time Mm, that's so nice to hear that because sometimes I wonder you know you second guess oh maybe I'm making plans is it really important should we just fly by the seat of our pants but it's so nice to Mm. hear that it's true it's very wise isn't it to have a bit of order Uh, absolutely yeah it's really encouraging that's a good one and what are some of the wins that you've had since I last saw you what are some moments it's it's been a bit of a interesting time of acceleration I think in the last couple months which is a bit strange considering um everything that's been happening with the coronavirus and lockdowns and all the rest of it but um for me I have been working on collections for my textile design Mm. so I've been working on probably about 60 patterns and prints that I've released on my Spoonflower store and people can sort of purchase that on fabrics they can purchase it on wallpaper they can purchase them on select pre-made homewares and so that was sort of a really big goal that I've been working towards probably for a few years now <laughs> um, sort of putting them together and learning the process of creating and um, yeah so that was a big milestone for me and then it sort of um, blew up a bit because I was contacted by Spoonflower to be one of their artists of the month for July 2020, um, which was a huge honor because there's so many amazing, talented designers on the platform. So for them to sort of get in contact with me and um, ask if they could do a little sort of artist spotlight um, and then, you know, sort of showcase my work on their social media platform. Um, and then I went to my studio because as an artist, when you go to your studio, you can sort of log into your store and from the back end. And I got to their website and one of my prints was on their front page of their website. And I was just so overwhelmed. Mm. Um, and you know, with gratitude (laughs) that it was all sort of coming together. And so that has been unbelievable to start out with. And another sort of long-term goal has sort of come into fruition which was I being a teacher like I've always wanted to combine my teaching which I'm you know I've got a master's in teaching but it's in I've also got a degree in biological science which is what I have been teaching in so I've always wanted to really find a way to combine my teaching in the creative sphere as well and sort of develop a set of classes for designers that are coming up and learning textile design and wanting to learn skills in that because it was so um, valuable to me to learn from other experts. Yeah. I have created a Skillshare class um, using Procreate on the iPad Pro to sort of make 
like lino cut style motifs that I use a lot in my surface pattern design and to show people my workflow, how I create them, and then how I go from having the motif to then maybe being able to use it practically as an art print or as a print on accessories at print on demand stores and sort of make a functional use of your artwork as well. Yeah, and you've had yeah. some good feedback with that too in such a short oh, time. It's been wonderful. It's wonderful because I think as a teacher, you you always sort of give a skill or teach a skill, but then you get to see where somebody else's imagination takes it. So sort of seeing for each of my classes, you can like upload a class project yeah. and sort of seeing where students have gone with that and where their creativity is and where, you know, things that I would never have imagined doing with the technique even. Um, so that's been really awesome, really, really awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's so nice to give back and teach something that you're really passionate about at the moment as well. Do you find that Absolutely. really satisfying? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the, the reason that even drew me to the platform was being a mum, like what we were talking about before, being a mum and sort of trying to find time, like when yeah. you are working and you you know you have kids to look after you're a wife you're teaching it's really hard to carve out time where you can skill up so like i knew that on this path for surface pattern design i needed to learn skills i needed to you know learn about color theory i needed to learn about color palettes i needed to learn about layering patterns and repeating patterns and all of the things and i was like how do i find a way to fit that into life as i know it and for me, the flexibility of being able to have a platform that was online, number one, I didn't need to leave my home in order to do that. I didn't need to hire a babysitter. I didn't need to, you know, yeah. um, get complicated, but that there were experts that had created these amazing like bite size classes that I could do and sort of go, okay, I want to learn this one thing. And someone would have created a class for it and I could, you know, sit for half an hour and do it and then put it into practice that week and like three and a half years later I'm still like on the platform and loving it yeah we'll go back to I mean I remember when you first had a taste of this iPad Pro I remember you you were doing a lot of drawing yes you came over to my house and we don't see each other all the time because we don't live that close together so it was it was quite memorable for me that a friend well why don't you tell us the story how did you come to because you were doing a lot of drawing um, and then a friend so said a series to of miracles in my life. Yes. Um, so once I sort of discovered this um, iPad was a great tool to use. Which is expensive. I sort of threw it out there <laughs> on Facebook and I was like, does anybody, you know, know about, you know, creative stuff? Because as far as I knew at that point in time, because my husband's in graphic design, Photoshop, Illustrator, the creative suite, desktops, like that's sort of all I understood about design. Um, and so I just put it out there. I was like, does anybody, you know, has anybody used an iPad for design? Has anybody, you know, just throwing it out there. And a friend of a friend saw my Facebook post and she said, I have an iPad pro. She was another teacher. She said, um, school holidays were coming up. I could lend you my iPad for you to sort of see the program that you're talking about, which at the time was procreate to sort of do all my art on, um, was on her iPad. So she said, you can borrow it for two weeks, sort of see how you go and see if it's what you want. And came, dropped it off at my house. <laughs> I was like, what? So I immediately started using it as frequently as possible to try and figure out if this was a medium that I could use. Yeah. Um, there are great forums online. Um, there are great, classes youtube videos you know on this new app which is you know shout out to aussies created by australians 
Um, and it was just perfection. I literally tried to give it back to her. So after two weeks, I would like call her up, you know, when can I drop it back to you? I know it's really important. And for three months, I was chasing her. She was moving house. There's so much <laughs> stuff happening. And in that time, I completely mastered um, the use of the iPad. And then from that point on, um, I was like, wow, Lord, like this is crazy. Like this is exactly what I need. Um, but, you know, I'm a mom. It's like two grand to purchase this iPad and um, keyboard and pencil. And I've got, you know, mortgage and childcare fees and all the rest of it. And a, a friend came and saw me and my husband one day and said, I just really want to bless your business. Like I see you guys just plugging away at your creative business and you're so passionate about it. Um, and said, can I have your details? And literally gifted us mm. the iPad, like deposited a, an amount in our bank account. And that's what I used to purchase my iPad. And wow. they said, you can't use it for anything else except for a business reason. Yeah. Um, and <gasps> that is it. literally like the miracle of how I got my iPad Pro. And it's been such a game changer in this journey. So I feel like they were a bit of an answer to prayer in my world. Um, totally. Yeah, it was crazy. Totally. It was absolutely crazy. But it's been it's been everything in the journey. Yeah, because I know that buying expensive things like that, you don't want to do it lightly. And and you know no. you know now you know now how wonderful the iPad Pro is. But it was so yes. wonderful, you know, it was so wise as well in a way. The way you um and the way God just provided um, someone that loaned you it, so you could really test out whether you're oh. going to use this. Because sometimes you can buy stuff and you don't use it and it can sit mm. around and you feel guilty and you've wasted the money um, or you um, yeah, you don't know how to use it properly or it doesn't fit with your uh, journey. Um, so that is a, such a great story. So, yeah, I'm so glad you could um, share that with us. I remember that. It was wonderful. Yeah. So my next kind of thing is, well, I've recently, I just love this. Um, there's this Aussie artist, Mama, Mama Bear, Tess Geary. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've heard of her. But I really love following along with her. And she comes up with these cool quotes. She's a bit of a poet as well. And she recently just said, life is wild and God's not boring. And, you know, you see so much stuff all over the internet and all over, I don't know, Instagram or the papers or whatever you're reading. But sometimes things will just stick in your mind. And that has stuck in my mind this week. And I just thought, life is wild and God's not boring. Wow. And it got me thinking because I know God's not boring. But I can get bored <laughs> or I can get yeah. in a rut or Groundhog Day takes over or perhaps I'm a whinger <laughs> and then God might lovingly inject something into my life and, and I'll feel a little embarrassed and it humbles you um, and he'll inject something in and you're like, okay, wow, you're not boring God, but I have been a whinger. And um, yeah, maybe when, for, for example, when uh, COVID started, I did get a lot of jobs cancelled on me. And we were going into COVID and it looked like, and everyone was going through it too, but it just looked like I'd hit a dead end because all my event photography shut down. I remember a week of emails of let's, um, sorry, this has been cancelled. Sorry, we're going to have to oh, postpone. No. And I remember thinking, oh, this is all over. And then um, out of the blue, I did see God at work. He, he did give me a couple of new clients and I've been so blessed Um with some new creative jobs that have been given to me and it's just given me creative stimulation and I'm amazed that there has been work in this COVID time. 
and I'm so grateful for it and financially grateful as well as creatively grateful and I've just realized God isn't boring and and he does provide but I did have a moment where I was kind of whinging so I was wondering what's I don't know it's probably a broad question but but because it's my quote of the week <laughs> um, I thought I'd share it with you and ask you what your experience or can is or can you relate to life's wild and God's not boring absolutely I can 100% relate Tell to us, that Stella, share your um, wisdom because I really do feel like design um, and specifically textile design is not in my frame of reference until God sort of placed it on my heart and placed it in my path. Um, and I remember like really clearly having a devotional because I sort of write out, I write out my conversations with God <laughs> and just sort of asking like, God, like, are you into fashion? <laughs> like, I didn't know you were into fashion. Oh, yes. um, is that just me? Or like, are you actually interested in fashion? Yeah. And it was quite interesting that the next day I was doing my devotional and the passage was in Exodus 28, which is, if you've ever read it, it's about the priestly robe. So like, you know, Moses has to make these priestly robes for Aaron. And when you look at the conversation, it's not like, you know, this random feeling. It's like God telling him really specifically, like, I need you to use gold, blue, purple, scarlet yarn, linen, specific gemstones, gold filigree, pomegranates in blue and scarlet along the hem of it. Like, so, so specific. And I was just blown away by that. You know, I was like, wow, like, okay, that answers my question. You are into fashion. You are into colors. You are into creativity. Like it was amazing because Mm -hmm. it's not just Moses thinking it up himself. It's God going, hey, like I want you to do this specific thing. So that was super encouraging to me. Mm -hmm. And it made me think that God is specific. It's just that we have to listen. We have to get ourselves in a place where we can hear him. And so for me, God is not boring. He's really relevant. Like there's so many sort of verses about it, but I think it comes down to, you know, cause the word of God, it's living and active. Like you see that verse all the time, but I think it comes down to meditation. So the verse in Joshua, like one eight has always been really pressing on my heart. Like, you know, God's to meditate on God's word day and night, yeah. you know, that you find delight in it, that you find joy in it. It's not enough just to sort of browse it. Cause I think, it's something that you can miss if you just sort of hear words all the time. And a lot of people think meditation is like, you know, a new agey thing, but like it actually says in the Bible to like stop and meditate and think and apply, like, how does this apply to my life? What is this in practice? And I think as you realize that, and as you sort of see that it is living, that it is practical, that it is um, things that you can actually physically do and see in your life, I think you realize God's not boring, like he's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So uh, practically, when do you um, spend time in your day? Because you're busy. So yes. how do you, because it is important. And um, what does it look like for you, like in your day? Is it morning, night, coffee time, in the car? What does it look like for you so that you can spend time with God? Well, I think it's it's varies. So it depends on whether it's a working day or not. If it's a working day, it's usually in the evenings. If it's not a working day, it's usually really early in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And for me, it looks like a devotional time. So I am an avid journaler. I love a blank journal. It just makes me think of all the things I can fill it with. Yeah. But I find that as I write, I 
it's almost for me it's conversational so i'm writing what i'm thinking i'm writing what i'm asking god i'm asking i'm writing down you know the verses that i'm reading in my devotional book and what that means to me i'm writing down lists i'm sketching you know little pictures along the way um and so for me it's about carving out that time each day so i said before like having that balance where you plan your day like i find that that's where I plan my day. I start my day with gratitude and prayer and a plan. Um, one of the big verses that's sort of been a guiding force in my design and my creative sphere is, I think I wrote about it on our um, Instagram this week. Yeah. So Zechariah 4.10, do not despise the day of small beginnings yeah. um, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So I think when I first started this journey, I was like, whoa, like, textile design seems so far away like making my own fabric seems like unbelievable because at this point I'm just like sketching in my journal and making little greeting cards for friends like literally that was where I was when I started this journey yeah and so I was like lord it seems so huge to go from this point to where I feel like you're asking me to go and I felt like God really spoke to my heart and was like just do don't worry about that end game like have a goal but don't worry about that end game just worry about today do one thing today one mm. thing don't yeah. overwhelm yourself don't stress out about it just do one thing if that one thing is a sketch in your journal and it's you know you're developing a muscle in terms of your creativity if that thing is you know making a list and making a goal towards what you want to achieve by the end of the week if that one thing is you know doing a class online and sort of learning a new skill if that one thing is you know just one thing just limiting it to one thing and i feel like my whole journey has been these baby steps and not worrying about the fact that it looks small now, i think for anyone that is on a path to achieve a goal my advice would be to take one day at a time like seriously take one day at a time yeah. and plan one thing each day that you can implement that might be like you know creating a putting an image on your website or like writing an Instagram post or learning how to, you know, do social media or drawing a picture, or taking a photograph or something that is along your creative path. Um, and for me, I don't think creativity necessarily needs to be drawing. Like I have friends who are like, you know, mathematicians and they're incredible at that, or, mm -hmm. you know, they're writers and they want to write books and creative doesn't necessarily mean art. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a common misconception as well, but each person is unique in yeah. what their talents and what their gifts are and there's space for you mm. i think i would encourage people to know that there's the thing that you do only you can do because it's you yeah you might look at other people and think oh like they do that so well and yeah they do do it well but they do it in their way yeah. and you do it in your way and the world needs what you do yeah yeah no it's so true it does fascinate me how everyone is so unique and everyone has different interests and passions um, and and it's so nice to be thankful for those. But it does bring me to another thought. Sometimes we do get distracted by other people and we do yes. that comparison and we start looking at what they're doing and we can't see what we can do. It paralyzes you really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's a really, really important thing for us all to be aware of because I think there's this weird thing that like oh you're in competition with other people and competition never never gets anywhere good no, no. <laughs> I think um 
we should be encouraging each other in our gifts and talents. I yeah. think we should be helping each other in business, um, in any sphere in our faith. It's a building up. It's not a tearing down. And I feel like competition is a bit of a one-upmanship, like, oh, how can I do better than you? And like, it's a really warped way to think about life um, mm. where you can be in a situation where you are networking and you're collaborating and you're working together and you're, you know, lifting each other up and you're celebrating when people have wins instead of sort of being like, oh, I wish I could do that or they're doing that. I think it's just, it's a real mindset to, to avoid a competitive spirit. Yeah. And no one's immune to it. You can have waves of it where you're absolutely fine and you're really enjoying what you're doing yeah. and then something can come along um, and it distracts you. And yeah, what, what's what some more advice that you might have or thoughts you might have for when those moments come when you do start comparing or you go down an ugly path on Instagram or um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's go so... down an Instagram hole. Uh, Inst- I think um, <laughs> yeah. make yourself busy. Okay, so I think you have an option of filling your time with one thing or another. You can fill your time with, you know, watching Netflix or scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is, or you can use that time to build a goal. And it's quite funny that like, even in, you know, coronavirus, everybody's sort of binge watching television. I like hardly watch TV anymore because I'm so aware of building towards something. So I'm like, I could have spent that half hour like learning a skill or I could have spent that hour, you know, creating a pattern or, and so it's more shifting your priorities to align with your goals, okay. I think yeah. is what it is. So it's so that there's no wasted time, no wasted time. And that's one of the things that I feel like has really helped me in my journey. And especially with the tools that I have now, like I can be at my daughter's dance class and creating something <laughs> because I've got a mobile studio with me. Like there's no, downtime um but i think as well it's really important to sort of get out of your space and help others i think when you're in a place where you are competitive to use that as a like a mindset to change and pivot towards maybe mentoring somebody maybe finding someone in your field that you can help with the skill that you have which helps you, I guess, appreciate where you're at in terms of your understanding of what you're doing and helps them in the journey and encourages them as well. So it kind of just flips it on its head and goes, well, no, I'm not going to compare myself to others. I'm going to help someone come up. That's a good one. Yeah, I love love asking and hearing your, your thoughts on this. Yeah, giving is so important and it's huge and sharing um, as well. It's so and you know being grateful. It's all part of it. But yeah, it does yeah. flip it back, doesn't it? And it can be so rewarding. And I've also found that when I am teaching, you know, my students my photography, and I'm sharing with them, I feel like I get stuff back from them because the way they respond to what I'm teaching will be different again, and I'll learn something new. Um, I'll never forget a student because um, they got different lenses to me and we were photographing and um, we were shaking, putting the camera on a low shutter speed um, with a flash on top of it and the flash was going fast and the shutter speed was going slow. And we were getting camera shake and all this kind of fine art, creative stuff and we all had different lenses. And this boy that I teach, he, he put on this lens and he zoomed it in and zoomed it out really fast while clicking the shutter and it created this really cool movement image like you were going through a time warp 
I'd have, <laughs> I'd have to probably wow. show you something. I probably can't explain it in words. It's much better to show. But anyway, my point is that I was like, how did you do that? Because he had a different lens to me and I don't have zooms on my lens because I love fixed lenses. And I've never experimented with it. Um, I just taught him the settings. And so he showed me something new and by experimenting and playing. And I, that happens to me all the time where I'll share something, the basics. And then when we get playing, everyone has a different outcome or a different yeah. style. And it's so wonderful, isn't it? Because yeah. that's the that's the beauty of creativity. Like there is something that each person can bring to the world that never would have existed unless they did it. Yeah. So it's so nice to share because I have found sometimes you can get caught in your own little bubble and it can it can get boring if you're just kind of doing your thing with you and um, but sometimes to share it with others and share what you're doing and see what they bring to the table and what you bring to the table. It's community. It's building up. Um, you're kind of sharing a passion together. And, and it's yeah, it's quite fruitful, really, I've found. So. It's very fruitful. And so um, it's empowering as well. Yeah. Like I think it's, it's, it's wonderful to find people, I guess, that are like-minded along your path as well that you can sort of – yeah. go to for assistance and um you know they just get it <laughs> you know they just understand and they get alongside you and they yeah. help you and they build you up like it's such an awesome oh. aspect of community oh i love it and it is funny because it is true there's this other side where people are not interested in, <laughs> in photography yes. or you might find some people in your life are just they're so happy for you but they are not interested in they fashion not at all. and <laughs> it's not their thing and they're like good for you and they might be so interested in football i mean my husband for example is so interested in um, american country music scene and i am yes. so not interested in <laughs> and um but but i'm so happy for him and he does his own little creative um things um but yeah, no, so you've got that other side. So when you do find people in your life that love it, so we love talking about fashion, so that's what really you yes, like. And we, we love do. our illustration. <laughs> so and much. we just love all that kind of stuff. It's so nice to share it, isn't it? But it's often the people that are interested in the same thing, like people in fashion or people, you know, I find in photography, yeah. you are interested in the same thing, but sometimes you can also compete together. And so mm. sometimes the competition... Um, which is, you know, it's important to talk about. Sometimes the competition can ruin the community, you know, friendship. Yes. And we want both, don't we? Like, there's a time We do for want both. And I mean, I think there's two aspects of it. I think the people that are not into what you're into are so helpful because it helps you get out of your bubble. Yeah. <laughs> um, it helps yes, you just true. go, no, like life is not just about you and what you're creating, <laughs> which is really good. Keeps you grounded, you yeah, know. Totally. Husband will be like, that's nice. Can you, you know, unstack the dishwasher? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that's really important. I mean, he actually totally is into what I'm into, but he's very good at keeping me grounded and yeah. sort of, yeah. He's into um, it to a degree and then, yeah, keeps you grounded. I love it. Giving me an e even keel. But then it's also good to have that other side where like you find your tribe. Yeah. And you can geek out and just go, oh, my goodness, like, you know, I found this, you know, illustration effect through this brush. And the person's like, yeah, happy dancing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's good to have it's Embrace good to have it. Embrace it and love it and, and share each other's knowledge and build each other up. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, Syl. That's great. Well, lots of blabbering. I think I had more questions, but I think we kind of answered them within our blabbering. 
Um, I think so. But but it's always lovely to talk to you. I miss you so much. So we're interested to see how interested to see how you know where you step next. Will teaching with um, Skillshare, isn't it? Skillshare. Yes, Skillshare. Yeah, we'll check it out. Well, you out. might see you know some science-based courses for kids, or you might see some science-based textiles out there <laughs> that people can wear. The sky's the limit. God's not boring. I love it. Not boring at all. So nice to chat with Priscilla again. Thank you for listening. I'm going to pop a link to Priscilla's surface prints so you can see a visual of what we've been chatting about. And I'll also link you to her teaching. They're half an hour classes on how to create your textiles and surface patterns. And if you can, feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. Have a great rest of your day. Till next time. Bye.